BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to the Absolutely Not Podcast, where we do the most and the least at the same damn time. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Absolutely Not Podcast. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. How the hell are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for asking. I'm a little nervous. A little, um, I don't know. I got in the studio, and now I have a little pit in my stomach. I also haven't slept a lot. We're, we're doing a lot. First and foremost, the Midwest, we crushed this weekend. Big shout out to everybody from Chicago and Milwaukee, what an amazing weekend. So much to unpack. It's just, it was so much fun. I had so much fun performing. To be able to do this and be on the road and meet you guys and, you know, do jokes at the Chicago Theater and the Riverside Theater in Milwaukee, it was just a dream come true. Truly a dream come true. I'm so grateful. Had truly one of the most historic kind of moments in my career to date playing the Chicago Theater. I mean, it's it's up there with Radio City. It's It's insane. It's huge. It's historic. It's a moment. And I just feel like, okay, how do you say this? So there's this thing that it's not in comedy. It's in a lot of things. Like when you're in the pocket, you're in the pocket, you're in the zone, you're just, you're dialed in. You are literally like, you know, on the back of the cat, if you will. I know that's never been a phrase. The back of the cat is not a phrase, but for me, it's like, imagine, okay, do you remember that? This is not a cat. It's actually a dog. Do you remember that show, Never Ending Story? I think, was it, or was it a, a movie? Never Ending Story, right? Okay, remember that giant dog and that kid would ride around on the back of the dog? That's what I meant. I'm on the back of the dog. I'm riding the hog. You know I'm good with a little play on words. So either way, I'm dialed in. I'm in the pocket. I'm doing the damn thing. And to get out and feel so good with just the material and feel so good in my bones about where I'm at, It was a really aha moment this weekend to walk out on that stage in Chicago and just have the time of my life. I had so much fun. And I just need to call myself out. First of all, Chicago humbled me very quickly on the other end. But I need to tell you, I have been trying to record all this footage and, you know, be better at posting shit on social media because that's how I got in the game. But I've just been busy. You do one thing, you move to the next. We've just been crazy fucking busy. So I got all this really cool behind-the-scenes footage, and then I was listening to this song by Jack Harlow. And it's called Keep It Light by Jack Harlow, all right? And I'm sorry, if you don't have a crush on Jack Harlow right now, I don't know what you're doing. There's something about him. He's fucking hot. He's got that swag. He's a rapper. He's white with the curly hair, though. And it's kind of like Post Malone. Like, you feel like, 
You know what I mean? It's just these weird, it's a sexual tension. It's a weird energy. It's a weird vibe. You don't know what it is, but there's something about Jack Harlow where like Post Malone, you know, is a little stinky. You know what I mean? Post Malone, you know, smells like a menthol cigarette. And, you know, it's probably been in the same jeans for the, the last eight months. Um, and that's okay. Because, I mean, I wear jeans for quite some time before I wash them. But, you know, he has literally, you have to peel them off his skin. They have morphed. It's almost like a skin graft. Um, you know, if you were a burn victim, you could take a pair of Post Malone's jeans and just, because they have so much DNA in them, and then just meld it back into your skin in order to heal your wounds. But there's something about Jack Harlow. He's like a little, like, 90s, you know. Anyways, he's fucking hot, okay? I'm very into him. God, I hope he's like 22 years old. I hope we don't find out he's like some kid wonder shit. He's, I believe he's legal, okay? But I'm very into his vibes. And I was listening to him backstage and there's a song called Keep It Light. And it's all about him just basically saying like, this is what it's like. He's in the pocket. He's in the zone. He goes back to his hometown, what people say to him and all this shit. And I don't know. It was like, I was having a very like a scene from a movie, a very cinematic moment backstage, listening to the song, and I'd never heard it before. And the tail end of the song is a voicemail from his mom. And she's basically saying, I want you to take a second, look around today, look at all the people that are together, be in the moment, and just never take it for granted. Like, this is it. This is the moment. So I was editing this reel on the way to Milwaukee, and that song came back on, and I took the ending voicemail. And I put it over the reel. And it just, I mean, I'm talking Steven Soderbergh. Like, it's a moment. And it's so cool. And of course, you know, when you're listening to something, like if you're a creative and you're editing and you have your headphones on, it's a different feeling than when, you, when you're not listening to it with headphones. <laughs> so I'm in the fucking back of the car, just, just cruising in Milwaukee, looking at all this footage, like so grateful for Chicago. And then I put the, the reel up and it's really a cool reel. I'm very proud of the editing. But then I look back today and I'm like, this is the douchiest thing I have ever fucking done. Absolutely not to me being in my feelings, to me having a cinematic moment. Although I think I need to have more cinematic moments because I do look great on camera. But I just played it back and it, now it makes me really laugh. It's like, what the fuck? But also I think in comedy, like it, it, we don't have a lot of moments to really genuinely be able to not be funny, like have a moment where you're like, this is fucking outer body. What I'm trying to say is as a comedian, you never take yourself too serious ever at any point, right? Everyone you know will fucking roast you, literally put you on the spigot, roast you. We're at a Hawaiian luau. It's the barbecue. Like I'm waiting for them to come for me. I go through these ebbs and flows. I watch the video. I'm like, this is so, this is such a moment. And then I look at it and I go, what a fucking douche lord. Like I should have put my neck, my back as the music to the reel. But you know what? I'm giving you guys, you know what? She's serving you on a platter diversity. She's serving you on a platter vibes, moods. I'm giving you something different. You only thought you knew one version of Heather. Well, now you know two. And one of them's very self-indulgent. Okay, one of them is very self-indulgent. But as this, whatever this video goes up, okay, let me tell you, let me, let me back this up. God humbled me real quick. We tried to go to this very famous burger place in Chicago, okay? I don't even know if I want to say it. You guys are going to know what it is. And a friend of mine said, hey, not a problem. I know the owners. I'll get you in. Da-da-da-da. Easy breezy. It's usually like a three-hour wait. I was not asking for a favor. I was simply like, oh my God, that's amazing. I would love to go and try it out. We show up three o'clock on Sunday. My flight's at eight. I'm like, we got plenty of time. I show up. I know, and I hope I'm not getting anybody in trouble, but I just need you to know how quickly I was dressed down. 
I go up to the hostess and I say, hi there, I'm on the wait list, wink. You know what I mean? The name's Heather McMahon, wink. And um, she goes, oh, got it. Like, it was like the subtext of the text. And I said, just let me know. I would have been more than happy to put in my name two hours earlier. Not a problem. Not a problem at all. I rarely ever, like nobody, if I try and call a restaurant and say, hey, it's Heather McMahon. I'd like a table. In an hour, they go, we're booked. Nobody knows who the fuck I am. Y'all who come out to the shows do. But for the most part, most women, you know, 18-year-old hostesses working in a restaurant, they know Addison Ray. okay? They know Addison Ray and Charlie D'Amelio. They're not asking for my autograph. Let's just be very clear. Now, if the hostess is an, I'd say maybe a, a 45-year-old woman who, uh, you know, smokes Newports and has been divorced three times and her name's Tamara, She's absolutely a fan. And when I walk into the restaurant, she will scream at the top of her lungs as to which then I will have to go, shh, Tamara, 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 take it down a notch. Is my table ready? I get first-class service at places like Olive Garden, Macaroni Grill, uh, Cheesecake Factory, a Panera Bread. You know, they always make sure that my bread bowl for my broccoli cheddar soup is fresh. I don't exactly get taken to the front of the line at, I don't know, um, je ne sais quoi, Tao or Catch LA. Those aren't exactly my spots. Anyways, low-key burger joint, but it's like the best burger in America or whatever. So I go to the hostess. I'm like, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. She's like, you Gucci, we got you. She goes, stand outside. I'll let him know. The general manager comes out, guys. It was an experience. The place is packed. I'm standing in the, the doorway, right? So there's just kind of like a waiting, a tiny little waiting area in the doorway. The general manager comes out. He's got a handlebar mustache. He's just, it's a vibe. And he says, as loud as humanly possible to dress me down in front of everyone. Hi, did you say you were on the wait list? So I don't know who you are. I take my job very seriously. And until I hear from such and such, who was the person who said, I got you. I believe they own the establishment. We're going to add you to the wait list like everybody else. And right now it's about two hours and 45 minutes. And I said, oh, yes, sir. I literally said, yes, sir. This gentleman and I were the exact same fucking age. I said, yes, sir, not a problem. I just literally like a turtle went back into my shell, like an uncircumcised penis just went back in, recoiled. And I think he wanted to fight. Like there is a vibe in Chicago where everybody's a little mobster, a little Italian, maybe a little Polish. They want to fight. You know, they've all had about three brats. They're ready to fucking go. I didn't mean like beers. I mean, actual like sausages. It's, it's a lot of brats. It's a lot of deep dish. I think everyone's just really tired after lunch there. So they're always in a bad attitude, in a bad mood. And the guy's like, I, <laughs> I take it down a notch. He just kept saying, I take my job very seriously. And until I hear from, let's say Carla, until I hear from Carla, it's a two and a half hour, two, two hours and 40 minutes. Do you want me to add you to the wait list? And he was just dressing me down. The man walked out. He could have pulled me aside and said, hey, real talk, I don't know who the fuck you are. Um, you said Carla sent you? Okay, so until she, I hear from her, I'm so sorry, but you're gonna have to wait like everybody else. This man looked me up and down, undressed me with his eyes, not in a sexual way. Like you are a fucking little baby back bitch. You are a peasant. Nobody gives a fuck. Oh, you, are, you, are you coming in here for a burger? Oh, you really want the burger? I was waiting for him to say something just short of, do you really need a burger, bitch? Like I was waiting for him to say, he looked me up and down like, you know what's the last thing you need today? 
a burger, bitch. A, you look like you haven't skipped a drive through in the past 35 years. If you're a boss, babe, if you're doing the most and not the least and you're trying to run your business, y'all, you need to be doing Squarespace. You need to be on the space of Squares. Squarespace is one of the best absolute online tools to help you run your online business. They have everything from like e-commerce, analytics. They can help you literally build your website, amazing graphics and design elements. But also what I love is that you can see the back end of it. When I say analytics, like you can see who's coming to your website at what times. You know, when do you get the busiest? You can also do e-commerce. You can sell stuff. You're trying to do the most. You're trying to sell stuff on the webs, on the websites. Listen, Squarespace is just awesome. To me, it's just an all-in-one from websites to online stores to marketing tools and analytics. Squarespace is the all-in-one platform to build a beautiful online presence and run your business. I cannot tell you this enough. Work smarter, not harder. Head to squarespace.com slash absolutely for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code absolutely to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Again, go to squarespace.com slash absolutely for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code absolutely to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Again, Squarespace is the best. They've got everything from e-commerce, email campaigns. You know, I mean, you can use your social media, connect it there, make your life easy. Get on board. I love Squarespace and you will too. Squarespace.com slash absolutely. I think because I didn't come at it where I was like ready to rumble, I was like, hey, no problem. Totally understand. Yep, I'll reach out. And um, if you hear back sooner, just let me know. And he's like, okay, well, what's your name and number? And so I gave him my name. Obviously, he doesn't know who the fuck I am. I gave him my number and I said, not a problem. We'll wait around. He goes, well, if I hear back, fine. And then he kind of took a second because I think he realized I was not being combative back. I genuinely, I did not understand. Like I knew there was always going to be a wait. And Carla told me, hey, low key, there's going to be a wait, but we got you like, you know, welcome to Chicago. <laughs> and then the man goes, oh, McMahon. And then he was trying to turn it around because he saw that I wasn't being an asshole back. I was genuinely mortified. I was like, I'm so sorry. Uh, he said, oh, McMahon, like, uh, like, uh, and I said, Vince McMahon from WWE. Yeah, yeah. And I just said, that's my father. And I walked out. <laughs> okay. If you know Vince McMahon, he's terrifying. Okay. He's, he's like the wrestling godfather, if you will. He's the Dana White. You know, Dana White's a big guy from USC. Vince McMahon started like WWE wrestling. And, um, and I thought sometimes that gets me a little clout that gets me further with straight men, especially straight white men. They're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. I grew up on like the whole triple H, all that shit. And I just said, that's my father. And I walked out. I know for a fact that man did not do any further investigation. And I'm thinking, all right, he's reached out to this woman who's definitely said like, come in. She's like, we'll take care of you. And um, at that point, I walked outside and I was very humbled very quickly. And the people inside now were Googling who I was because this man had dressed me down. And then they were all discussing what an embarrassing bitch. And this one girl was like, <laughs> can you hear her through the glass? This older woman was like, I've never seen her before. Who is that? 
Who was that? I've never seen her before. And I just stood outside and I looked at Jeff and I was like, so um, I don't think the reservation, because they don't take that. I don't think this is going to work out. And Jeff's like, what the fuck? Carlos said, yeah. And I go, yeah, no. And Jeff's already posted on his Instagram story. We're here. We're fucking doing it. We're in, we're in the pocket. We're in the zone. We're dialed in. Jeff's already posted like, and you know, my husband's Instagram is the hands down the single most cringeworthy, embarrassing thing you have ever seen. Jeff uses Cosmic Sansam bubble font. He uses the same song. Anytime he posts any fucking thing on Instagram, shout out to Rick Ross. We know him. We love him. But it's every day I'm hustling. Jeff, honey, you gotta pick a different song. Mix it up. Okay? Carpool karaoke that shit. Give me something. Because guess what, Jeff? We weren't hustling at the top burger place in America as they literally verbally said, you're worthless, you need to go. So I walk out of this place with my tail between my legs. Everybody in there is just like, what a fucking fat loser bitch. Like that was the vibe. It was a lot of frat daddies in there too. And they're like, I've never fucking seen this bitch. Dude, that guy just let her know what's up. And so then we went to the Ralph Lauren, um, the Ralph Lauren restaurant, which was fucking fantastic. Shout out to them. Shout out to the entire crew. We still got our burger. I would also like to just say um, I had a bottle of Sancerre. I was a little shaken. I wasn't shooken up because I was yelled at. That's not why I was shaken up. It was just the most pure, raw, honest dressing down I have ever experienced. And I will tell you this right now. I then got in that Uber as we went across town to go to the Ralph Lauren burger joint. And I then rewatched this reel that I had made on Instagram, this cinematic reel of me selling out the Chicago theater <laughs> with Jack Harlow's mom's voicemail recording going, take a look around. Look at what you've accomplished. Look at what you've done. And I'm literally like this fucking hipster bra just told me I was a baby back piece of shit and that he takes his job seriously, which is good. He should. I'm not throwing this guy under the bus, but it was just like, you are no one. No one cares. No one cares. And this brings me to the full circle moment of now I'm in LA where no one cares. No one will ever care. I am cool in Cincinnati. I am cool for a blip for an hour and a half in Chicago. Then I am brought back down to earth. I am cool in Kansas City that I didn't know was Missouri. Had no idea. Got there, thought we're in Kansas. Quickly realized we were not. You know, places like that, Fort Lauderdale, good spot. Anywhere in the South, really loved Oklahoma City. But if you're trying to get a burger in Chicago, you're nothing. You're nothing. But just so funny. And so Jeff and I are just literally crying, laughing in the car. And I didn't really tell Jeff because Jeff, you know, Jeff likes to get a little... He's like, had I known that guy would have spoken to you that way, I would have said something. I was like, no, it wasn't your battle. This was my battle. This was my moment. God put me there. He put me in that moment at this very hipster spot to be dressed down by a man in a handlebar mustache with a neck tat. You know what I mean? That's God said, oh, you think you're doing comedy? Oh, okay. You thought you're going to be a part of the Netflix is a joke festival? We're going to bring you down eight notches. And now I'm in LA. So we flew... We flew in last night. I'm doing a really cool lady jam with a ton of other incredible comedians at the Hollywood Palladium. We have two shows on Tuesday. 
And I'm going to be honest, I'm recording this before, before it happens. I am very, very nervous. And like I said, we're dialed in. We're in the pocket. We're in the zone. It's just clicking. It's clicking. The tour is so good. I'm so proud of the work. There's so much material. But what we're shooting for Netflix, it's going to be on Netflix. So if you've ever seen some of these like stand-up things where they, you know, it, it's a vignette of a bunch of different comedians, I'm I'm getting like seven and a half minutes and I'm doing it and I and I love what I've chosen to perform, but I am just so unbelievably nervous because all of the other women I'm performing with have all had specials, multiple specials. And, you know, even though I, I feel like you just have a sense of imposter syndrome no matter what. I have been doing comedy for the longest time. And I didn't really necessarily come up in a totally conventional way. Well, I did. I mean, I came up at UCB and and I was doing stand-up and sketch and improv, but I was, again, more like I thought I was going to be an SNL kid. And and to really just be, be in the pocket of stand-up right now, I still am just, you know, I was talking to my manager, but I was like, I'm selling out these theaters. I'm in the zone. I'm so proud of the work I do, but you still always have a sense where you stand around these other legends and you're like, I don't deserve to be here. And I know I do because I do the work. If I wasn't doing the work, I'd be like, whatever. If it was just like I'm phoning it in, it's whatever. But you come to the shows. I do the work. I'm so proud. I'm so proud of the work I've written. But you do. You're standing amongst these legends. and You're like, what the fuck? I just feel like that chubby, hungover girl on a Sunday standing at a very prestigious burger joint in Chicago getting dressed down. Like, you're nothing. (laughs) No one knows who you are. Go home, bitch. Hit a Mickey D's on the way to the airport, you cunt. Sorry, that just, that felt very comfortable. That would just felt to me like the next thing. You know, I talked to you on the podcast, but I also talked to a therapist and I found that therapist through Talkspace. This is a no-brainer. We're all going through a lot of emotions. We've all been through so much shit the last three years. Half of my show right now is talking about the collective trauma we've all been through. What the fuck's going on? Listen, if you want to chit-chat with somebody about anything, it could be, you know, feelings that you're feeling. It could be stress at work, relationship issues, anything and everything. There is somebody at Talkspace for that. I love Talkspace because A, it's private. It's easy. I'm on the road. I don't have time to go into a doctor's office or to to go to a therapist's office to have this conversation and lay on the couch and do all those things. You know me. The only place I'm laying down is on a bench in a nightclub. I'm tired. Mom is tired. But the cool thing is Talkspace takes the pressure off the first step. It's more flexible, convenient, and an affordable way to get high quality care. And I can do it while I'm on the road. I truly love Talkspace. I've been using it for a while now. And with 24-7 text, audio, and video messaging, Talkspace lets you talk to a licensed therapist without needing an appointment. They have thousands of therapists across dozens of specialties. Once you match with your therapist, you can message them at any time, anywhere. And it's also private. That's the biggest thing. It's private and it's secure. And most importantly, it's accessible. Match with your dedicated therapist today at Talkspace.com and use promo code ABSOLUTELY during sign-up to get $100 off your first month. That's $100 off at Talkspace.com, promo code ABSOLUTELY. Can't talk about this company enough because I love them, I need them, and you might need them too. I mean, I even made a joke in my show this past week. Go to modernfertility.com. Use my promo code because guess what? You need it. If you're a young woman and you're thinking about having babies anytime soon or maybe even not, you maybe say, Heather, I'm 10 years away from that. But you want to just get your shit checked out now. 
go to modernfertility.com. Modern Fertility is really cool. It's a way to get an insight into your hormone levels, your egg count. There's so much that we don't know as women. There's so much that truly I think modern medicine has failed us on. And they all tell you, don't get pregnant, don't get pregnant until you try and get pregnant. And then you realize, hey, why didn't I try this sooner? Or why didn't I know about this? Modern Fertility is a way to test all those hormones at home comfortably with an easy kit. You literally send your sample back and they connect you with a one-on-one specialist that can help break down and let you know what all that information means. Listen, traditional testing with your doctor can cost over a thousand, but Modern Fertility gets you the same info at 159. It's a fraction of the price. And if you go to modernfertility.com slash absolutely, you can get $20 off your test. So right now, Modern Fertility is offering our listeners $20 off the test when you go to modernfertility.com slash absolutely. Get $20 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash absolutely. That means your test will cost $139 instead of hundreds or even thousands it could cost at a doctor's office. Again, modernfertility.com slash absolutely. I got your back and they have mine. It's exciting. You know, you only see the success. You don't see the other side of it where it's, we all had diarrhea for four days. It is what it is. We're all hanging on by a thread. You know, we've all had COVID 16 times now. No one's well ever. And we're just doing it. So I just wanted, all that being said, I want to say thank you to Chicago and Milwaukee for such an amazing weekend. And thank you to the people of LA who are going to come out to this taping. And thanks to Netflix for having me be a part of it. I don't know. I don't know who needs to hear this on a Monday. I didn't think I was going to even make this semi even serious in the least bit. But if you're feeling like you're fucking in the zone and you're crushing it, but then you still have that moment, you're like, well, how the fuck did I get here? Take a moment, take a moment, tune out the bullshit, tune out the silence. There's always so many people around me. There's days where like I had to take a moment and just, I was backstage putting on my wig, putting on, you know, my makeup, my glitter outfit. And I looked in the mirror and I was just like, we're here. You think about the things that you want to do as a kid. I was always had a very like precise, I always knew exactly what I wanted to do. I'm a visual person. I would lay in my bed at night. And of course, at the time when I was little, I always thought about being sitting on the couch and chatting with like Jay Leno or my idol Conan O'Brien, who I love and adore. And that's also a way of God keeping you humble. Conan quit his his talk show before I was ever, you know, important enough to ever be a guest. If you want to bring me on his podcast, I'd love to talk to him because I wrote a letter to him when I, I was 15 and I still have the letter. I'll read it to you guys soon. But I used to lay in bed and I'd stay up and watch this late night. I mean, I'm talking like I'm seven, eight years old, should not be watching Conan who comes on at 1230. And I used to imagine myself being interviewed on the couch and what I would say. And I always just knew this is what I wanted to do. And I think you work and you hustle and you grind for so long that then when things start to click and it's happening and you're showing up and I'm about to walk out on stage, the Chicago theater and we're shooting a pilot for something else. So I've got this camera crew with me and I'm walking out and I'm going, what the fuck is happening? And so I wasn't able to take a minute because we were shooting this other stuff and we were so busy leading up to the Chicago theater and I was shooting all this other content to get behind the scenes for you guys. And I had to take, I literally had maybe three and a half minutes to myself. I took the mic off because I was wearing a mic pack during the Chicago show too. I took the mic pack off and then this Jack Harlow song came on and I don't know what it was. To me, it was like simpatico. Like it was, it was like Tina Turner a moment before and then this song came on and it really, you know, and listen, I'm going to be honest. I struggle with the fact that all of this exciting stuff is happening to me and my dad's not here to see it. And I know I bring up my dad a lot, but it's just been such, you know, it's like before Christ and after Christ. Mine's like 
before cancer, after cancer. Life happened while my dad was around and now life happens after that person's gone in your life. And I feel like all the really amazing things that have happened in my career have happened since he died. And it's a very um, sick feeling. It's a very weird feeling. And I know that like that life's cyclical and there's ebbs and flows and good times and bad times. But it just is so bittersweet to think the one person who I know my entire life would have wanted to, he, my dad would have been on the front row for these shows. He would have been running security. He would have been decked out in a cheetah print Mr. Eatwell suit. He would have literally had just been driving the fucking tour bus. Like my dad would have been so much a part of this. And it's so bittersweet to be doing this and not have him here. And I'm so grateful to have my mom and my sister and my wonderful husband and to have Tina and Chris in my life, my support system around me. They're so amazing. But I think I was just having that moment of, holy shit, all of this is happening. I still don't feel like I deserve to be here, even though I know I've done the work and I wish my dad was here. And I know, wow, really in the feels, you would have thought I took a plan B the other day. I didn't. (laughs) You know, I only cry if I'm, obviously if I'm PMSing, I cry whenever I'm on Adderall. It's kind of like when people are on cocaine, I get in my feels. I'm not when I'm high. Like if I'm a high, I'm I'm not in my feels. And I have not taken an Adderall today, but you'd think I did. But I definitely, when I, whenever I was on an Adderall in college, I would cry. I would always cry. I'd be like, you know, the world's a beautiful place. But I'd be on rollerblades, blading home from the bar, you know, because I'm zip zap zopping through Oxford, Mississippi. You know, I'm sure one day a therapist will listen back to all of these. They will do some sort of weird like NYU masters of psychology study and the way that they're going to listen to the how quickly I was able to transition from tears to a rollerblading joke is going to be fucking alarming. And then hopefully they'll do some deep dive research and realize that unhinged women who are 35 and still get acid reflux, eczema, you know, and possibly a random HPV flare up, they'll call that the Heather McMahon syndrome. And I, I would be honored. I would be honored. Anyways, that's where I'm at emotionally. And then I just was really having truly three and a half minutes to myself. And I'm walking out on stage and the roar of the crowd and to be in the Chicago theater, it was so gorgeous, so beautiful, so breathtaking. As a kid, as a performer, you just dream of these moments. And I'm so grateful to each and every one of you. And yeah, it's bittersweet. It's bittersweet. It's all great. And I, I wouldn't change a thing. I mean, obviously I would change. I would love for my dad to be here and I'd love to have these moments. But damn, I have these moments where I just, I've literally not even had enough time. This is how grateful I am for the work. You know, it's like train, plane, another club, bus, another club, plane. That has been my life the last nine months. And I haven't had a moment to go, okay, this is how I'm feeling. I mean, I talked to you guys on the podcast about it but I haven't had a moment to just say, wow, it's happening. It's the day of the show, y'all. It's the day of the show. Did not expect to get emo today, but it's just been a cool thing. I feel blessed. I feel blessed to be doing this. I'm also sweating through this fucking shirt. I'm dressed very norm core today. If you don't know what that is, that's what the cool kids are wearing. I'm in like a really soft black tee from Lululemon, a pair of black jeans, high top sneakers, and an old Navy jacket. And I, but what I do have a, I do have a, a faux diamond necklace on. So, I mean, you know, I'm giving you vibes, but I am very much so dressed like like a cool comedy kid. You know, and that's the other thing. Like, what do I wear to this Netflix thing? It's a lady jam. I mean, I, I'm a sequins and feathers kind of gal. 
you know, is everyone else going to be just showing up low-key cool like in sneakers? And I'm like, I don't want to wear sneakers. I want to wear, wear my Manolos. All of this being said, we got to talk about Chicago, though, in the sense of, holy shit, you weren't fucking around. It was 40 degrees this week. It's May 1st. Get your act together. I could live in Chicago, and I hate a weather reference. Nothing pisses me off more than people like, but the weather. I could live in Chicago, hands down, easy breezy, great city, great town, apparently great burgers. I wasn't allowed to try them, but I could live there. But the weather, I'm sorry, it's 40 degrees May 1st. I saw a flurry in the air. That's the one thing. So I could maybe have a weekend pad, a summer pad, right off the lake, June to maybe September. But after that, your girl's going back down south. And that's the thing, you know, I get it. I get why snowbirds do what they do. My legs started to creak. My sciatica was flaring up. It was like, as soon as we hit that cold weather, things were starting to ache. I thought it was a wives' tale, but apparently you can get a little creaky and cracky in the cooler temps. So great people. To me, Midwesterners remind me a lot of Southerners. It's a sense of home. It's a sense of hospitality. It's a sense of community. Also, everyone beefs. It's like you got the, the Italians in one neighborhood, the Polish in another neighborhood, the Irish. Don't fuck with the Italian. Like, it's just a fucking vibe. But also, shout out to all the ladies of Milwaukee who brought me a lot of gifts. You know, my love language is spending time with you, words of affirmation, but I also love a gift. And there were more gifts at the show in Milwaukee than I've ever received. So I just wanted to give a further shout out to the people of Toronto, Tampa, Jackson, and Baton Rouge, and the city of Atlanta. You better bring the gifts. All right? In the next couple shows, you better bring the gifts. You know, even if you think you're being healthy and you think you're getting all the supplements and all the, you know, everything that you need, you don't realize that gaps in the diet shouldn't be ignored. Over 97% of women ages 19 to 50 are not getting enough vitamin D from their diet. And 95% are not getting enough of their daily recommended intake of key omega-3s. That's where Ritual Essential for Women 18 and Up Multivitamin was formulated by exhaustive research to help fill the nutrient gaps in the diets of women ages 18 and up. Right now, Ritual is offering my listeners 10% off your first three months. Visit ritual.com slash absolutely. It's formulated with nutrients to help support brain health, bone health, blood health, and provide antioxidant support. You know, nowadays, sometimes when you're in your early 30s or early 20s, the only thing, you take one pill a day. It's your birth control. No, you need to be supplementing. If you're eating hot dogs and pizza and you're not getting the right nutrition, you need to be supplementing it because you can't get everything just from your food. I love Rituals. The results... Well, they're in. Essential for Women 18 and Up was shown to increase vitamin D levels by 43% and omega-3 DHA levels by 41% in 12 weeks. I love Ritual. It's so easy. It's a no-brainer. I throw it in my bag. Easy breezy, good to go. Right now, Ritual is offering my listeners 10% off your first three months. Visit ritual.com slash absolutely and turn healthy habits into a ritual. Again, that's 10% off at ritual.com slash absolutely. That's ritual.com slash absolutely for 10% off. Dude, I've never felt more like a badass while also staying hydrated at the same time than when I drink my liquid death. It's my favorite water. It's such a smart idea. It's helping the environment and it's freaking great damn water. You may have started noticing that there's strange tall boys of beer in a bottled water section of your local stores. Well, that's not beer. It's actually mountain spring water from the Alps and it's called Liquid Death. And I think their campaign is so smart. It's all about literally murdering your thirst. I am obsessed with Liquid Death. Also, I'm obsessed with what they do for the environment. You know, the big thing is 
you don't realize how much plastic is going out into the ethosphere. And you also don't realize you should never be drinking water out of a plastic bottle that's been sitting in your hot car or in a window or in the window of a store. It's so bad for you. What I love is that liquid death comes in a nice can. And this is the cool thing. Even though you think a lot of plastic is recyclable, it's actually not. And when you throw it in a recycling bin, it actually just gets into a landfill because it's not profitable to recycle. Aluminum is infinitely recyclable and actually profitable for recycling facilities. So that's why it's great. Also, they're easy to travel with. It comes in a big tall boy can. You keep it cool. You don't have to worry about getting, you know, microplastics. And the water is honestly so refreshing and it's from the Alps. And we're very here for that. Listen, get free shipping on all water and merch at liquiddeath.com slash absolutely. That's liquiddeath.com slash absolutely or grab some at Target. I love it. I think they're doing great things for the environment. I think that they are just great examples of what we need to do to be staying hydrated, but also not fucking up that carbon footprint. Again, go to liquiddeath.com. Side note, just a little piece of work. We are... I don't know if it's whatever. It's probably premature to share any of this. I was just crying a minute ago and then I told you how I got fucking rejected from a restaurant. We're going to shoot a special and the details are coming forth. This is another thing that I've had to realize. I'm going to self-produce it. I'm putting it up and then we'll take it to market, figure out what we do with it. I was trying to shoot this special right after the Atlanta show. And that would have been like two weeks before my wedding. Now you're like, oh, Heather, you can do that. That's easy. But trying to get a production company, trying to get the theater space, do all of this while somehow still being on the road, it's just, it, we're doing too much. So my agents call me and they're like, Heather, go do your wedding. Come back in August. We'll put the show up. We'll do two shows, one night. So I want to let y'all know we are still going to shoot the farewell tour. It will be at the end of the summer. And we'll do it in one city. It'll be two shows in one night. It'll be a smaller theater. We're going to fucking crank it out, doggy. But if you've ever wanted to be a part of a special, I need y'all to come out. When we do announce that, it's going to be insane. And then it'll, it'll live, you know, on the televisions. And that's very exciting. But I had to really make a big time business, like put my big girl panties on business decision the other day of I'm trying to do too much right now. And I want to be able to go and finish the tour in Atlanta and have that moment and be like, fuck yes. And now I deserve to take two weeks off. I deserve to have a minute to myself. I mean, there's still going to be work to do, but I deserve to just have a moment. Like I was literally going to be shooting the special up until like 10 hours before I'd have to leave for my wedding. And I have been so fucking run down and nothing was clicking and it was, it was feeling rushed and like I wasn't doing it the right way. So I've kind of said, uh, okay. Not everything has to happen in the next three weeks. Take a fucking break. Enjoy the rest of the shows. Be present for the shows. Don't feel like I have to go, go, plane, train, another bus, train, plane, mm, scooter, you know? Like fucking enjoy it. And so Chicago, I was talking to my agents right before I, I got to the theater. And that's when I think it was in a culmination of, oh, let's take a deep breath. A weight is off my shoulders. Let's just take a moment. Wherever you're at in your life, I know I talk about, obviously, I can only speak from my point of view, my perspective, what I've been going through. But if you're trying to make all these fucking decisions, life decisions, business decisions, family decisions, just go get a fucking iced tea, put on Jack Harlow, have a fucking moment, take a deep breath and say, we can wait a day. Let's make the right decision. Let's make the right decision. Let's not make a rushed, rash decision. So that's my advice. And uh, don't think you can ever skip a weight line, skip a wait list, skip a line. 
You know, if it says no reservations, they actually don't have a table for you. <laughs> and I was thinking too, I was like, what if I was like Dave Chappelle? What if I was like Tom Segura? What, you know, you know, what if I was one of these male comedians walking in who had also played the same theater as me? This fucking hipster dude would have been like, fuck yeah, dude, I'll see 10 of your specials. Come on in. And not that it, it means anything, whatever. That's just a comparison. But I was like, all the other people who've also played the Chicago theater and sold it out, I bet they would have let them in. It's fine. God keeps you humble. And if those are the rules, I've worked in restaurants, okay? I've worked in a million restaurants. You bet your ass. You bet your fucking ass. I get the rules. I get the rules. If there's a two-hour wait list, there's a two-hour wait list. I was just, I got excited. I thought we had an in. We did not. Dude, this guy, he was, he just, oh man, he really wanted to let me know in front of everybody. You know, when you're like trying to be low-key about something and you're like, hey, so, um, so here's the deal. And then, you know, the person at, <laughs> you know, like whoever it is outside of a nightclub, you're trying to slip somebody like $100 cash and they're like, oh, are you trying to palm me cash? Now, actually, what are we talking about? If you slip anybody $100, they're going to take and you're going you're gonna to get into the front of the line. You know what I mean? How do you think I got into nightclubs my entire time? I was bartending, making a ton of money. I wasn't getting to the front of the line as a girl because I was like a smoke show. I am a smoke show. We all know this, but I, you know, was greasing some palms because I was in the industry. You know, I'm like, hey, Carl, slip him a hundred because I was showing up to a nightclub and a pair of, you know, loose jeans, some 90s denim and a sensible sandal and a Ina Garden linen button-down shirt. I was like, this is what I'm wearing to Club Marquee on a Tuesday. I'm tired. Thank you. But anyways, God keeps you humble. So even though all these exciting things are happening, just never forget, never forget, no reservations. All right, want to get into the voicemails. A lot of things to discuss. Oh, also, it's very side note, very weird pivot. But as I was doing my makeup and my, I guess, morning moisturizing routine, I wanted to just throw this out there. I have been using neck cream. It's not even like a specific brand of neck cream that I think is important. But ladies, I have been noticing a significant difference in doing neck cream. I think the key to it is you rub it in your hands, do upward strokes, okay? So you see where that fat really buckles. Do upward strokes and then you drain it out to the sides and then downwards lightly in a lymphatic drain. And I gotta be honest, even if it's bullshit, even if it's all smoke and mirrors, I have been noticing a difference in just my appearance with using a little neck cream. I'm using some from Revision. Shout out to them. I hope Revision isn't an MLM because when I tagged them the other day, like Revision Rebecca showed up and Revision Jessica and all these people that had Revision in their their Instagram profiles popped up. And I, I, I you know me, I'm not into the, uh, the MLMs, the pyramid schemes, but either way, I do like the neck cream. And a shout out to Augustina's Bader. I think that's the name. Fucking intense cream. Worth it. Very high pricey, very expensive, but a great moisturizer. I don't know. I just thought I'd share that with you. If you are not using neck cream, you should. I do feel like um, it slims the face. That's where I'm at. All right. This is so fucking self-indulgent. I'm sorry. I had, I had so many funny things to tell you guys when I came in here. Now I'm just like, eh, for a moment like this. Some people wait a lifetime. Like, get your shit together. Oh, dude, shout out to Deep Dish Pizza, though. Shout out to Lou Malinati's. They dropped off some fire pies after the show and a cake, a chocolate cake that apparently has mayonnaise in it. I said mayonnaise, very Northeastern. Fire chocolate cake. 
deep dish. But I'll tell you what, right now, you got to eat deep dish hot. Okay, I had a slice. Yum. Had to go out, do the meet and greet, came back, wanted more. You can't do it. It's got to be, the, you know, the deep dish is deep and it'll get very uh, je ne sais quoi, congealed. Like, you know, the, the cheese will get hard. You got to eat that shit hot, piping hot. So hot that, you know, like when you would eat, bite into a mozzarella stick as a kid and literally it would just completely fry the top of your mouth. And then for the next four days at swim team, you'd be sitting by the pool just going, just letting, using your tongue to just slowly roll off like a fruit roll-up, you know, you'd unroll a fruit roll-up, you would just take your tongue, roll it off the top of your mouth, and it would just take off the, the top layer of skin. That's what it's like to eat a deep dish pizza. You got to eat it that hot. It's got to be that fucking hot. As soon as the sauce and the cheese hits the top of your mouth, it's been singed, seared, like an ahi tuna, seared. So you can't eat it. You got to eat it hot. You can't go see your friends. You can't have an after-show drink. You got to just come and... um eat it raw because then it's it's hard as a brick. Also, want to give a shout out to a, a nice little spot in Chicago called The Basement. We went out there uh, two nights in a row, partied hardy. A uh, bunch of women showed up to the bar and cheetah print. You guys were surprised to see me out. At one point in the night, I was sitting like in a booth because they had like bottle service. I was sitting in a booth asleep. I was. But shout out to the young women who were dressed as Brenda Carlisle. They all showed up in their Brenda wigs. So many people came and said hi. Also, side note, Shout out to the woman whose bachelorette it was. You were in the white dress. So you weren't the bachelorette who was dressed as Brenda Carlisle. You're the bachelorette in the white dress. And you really sat on the edge of the booth all night, which we chit-chat and had a great time. At one point, I fell asleep in the booth for about five minutes. I was just resting my eyes. Well, they were literally in the background. They had this awesome band at the basement. They were literally... <laughs> From the windows to the wall to the sweat drop down my balls, which is one of my absolute fucking favorite bangers. Like, I'm from Atlanta. That is my jam. I will play that at my wedding. I'll play it at my funeral. I'll play it at my kid's christening, whatever. And I'm laying at the bottom of this booth. It was real, like, nice tufted booth. And I'm laying at the bottom. And this girl just was really hanging out. I mean, just, just wanted to kind of oversee. I almost was working as security. Another young lady sits down and, and it starts to tap me and is like, hey, Heather, I want to ask you something. And this girl snaps at this other girl and is like, don't fucking bother her. Don't bother. She's resting her eyes. Leave her the fuck alone. So I pop up and I go, hey, girls, girls. Oh, my God. No need to fight. No need to fight. And then I realized they're sisters. And these girls are duking it out. And they're like, she's like, no, fuck this. This is my fucking sister. She needs to leave you alone. You're napping. <laughs> Like, I thought these were random bitches who were about to brawl. They were sisters, I believe, from Chicago. And then then they started duking it out. And I was like, y'all, and now I'm awake. Now let's take some shots of tequila. It was fucking phenomenal. But thank you to the the young woman who was in a white dress, who was, I guess, on her bachelorette and was essentially guarding my booth the whole night. That's a real bitch. And you know what? I could have used her. I could have used her at the restaurant when they very aggressively dressed me down for thinking that I don't know why. I also didn't know the rules of the restaurant. You know, everybody told me it's a long way, but someone's like, no, look at you and don't, don't worry. I, I've never tried to use my celebrity. I really haven't. Give me five years. I will be like Jennifer Lopez. I will not look you in the eyes. I will not, I will literally have my writer speak when spoken to. She only wants, you know, beluga caviar. She only wants Chopin vodka, two olives. If there's three olives, she'll, crack the top of the martini glass 
across her assistant's face and then jab you in the throat with the stem. That's how much of a diva I plan to become. But right now, we're still humble Heather. We will eventually become hot mess, hot head Heather, you know, but right now we are staying very humble. Eventually, I will only ride around and stretch limousines, but I want them refurbished. I want the stretch Lincoln Town Car limousine. Uh, you know, everyone just rides around in a black car these days. No, no, no. I want either a hot pink Hummer with the hot tub in the back, the one that you take to prom. You know, you remember, you remember when they came out, like the Hummer limousine. I want a stretch limousine. They're bad on the environment. They don't have a great turning radius. They're terrible in traffic. They also don't fit in like most valets. You know what I mean? You have to get dropped off on the side door because the Hummer, it, you know, it won't fit the clearing of the overhang at the Four Seasons. But that's what I want. That will be in my rider. I expect to be picked up curbside, plain side in a hot pink stretch Hummer limo or Lincoln Town Guard. It has to be refurbished inside. I like new on the inside, classic on the outside. I'll only wear, I don't know, like Puma track suits and, you know, Balenciaga panties. That's where I'll be eventually, eventually. But until then, still just a gal who lives with her mother. And that's on God. All right, listen, let's get to the voicemails. I want to hear um, what kind of weekend you had. I had an amazing weekend. I love you. I miss you. So let's get into the voicemails. As always, you can call into the hotline, 800-213-7503. Let's hit the absolutely not line. Hey, Heather, it's your girl, Melissa. Oh my God, I have the funniest Italian stallion story. So I was just at your Chicago show and I must say you fucking killed it. I have never laughed so hard. The vibes, the audience, everything was just amazing. Anyway, so after the show, everybody realized that Jeff was up in the little middle part. So people were kind of gathering around to get pictures. And anyway, there's, <laughs> there's this girl in front of us and she looks uh, Gen Z vibe. And she turns around to her friend and goes, I've never been so fucking extra for a fucking nobody. I died. Because, I mean, kind of true. We were all fangirling so hard. And Jeff was like eating it up like, ladies, ladies, you know, I don't need all this. We need one more picture. Ugh. It was so funny. Love you, girl. You did so amazing. So glad I got to see you. That is fucking amazing. Wow. Talk about me staying humble, but talk about Jeff staying humble. I've never fanned out so hard for fucking nobody. You guys are savage. Savage. This is so fucking funny. Also, shout out to my husband. Honey, you aren't nobody. You're my somebody. Okay? And I love you very much. There's so many parts to this. One, Jeff he's seen the show a ton of times. And I say, Jeff, you can either watch it from, you know, the booth where Chris is when he's running the show and calling the show, or you can watch it from backstage. But because we were shooting this other thing, backstage was really crowded. So he's like, no, I want to go out. And he loves seeing the show. But I also, guys, I am backstage and I can hear the roar of the crowd when you catch a glimpse of him walking to his seat. It's just like, like, I mean, it's animalistic. It's insane. It's like a Coachella roar. I've never been there. I really have no desire to go to Coachella, but it's, it's one of those. It's like the Beatles at Madison Square Garden. It's Michael Jackson. 
coming out, doing the thriller or whatever. That's how loud it is for him. And I giggle so much because I know Jeff is just walking through the audience like, ladies, ladies, come on. Hey, how you doing? Hey, 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 forgot about it. Like he eats it up. He pretends that he doesn't. He pretends that it's like not a big deal. He eats it up with a spoon. And I want you all to know, I have a joke in the show about, you know, you women DMing him and don't do it. I'll fucking murder you. But y'all are so kind to him. And you know, he's a great guy. And you're so, so kind to him. And I ran into, oddly enough, I ran into this lovely woman, Barb. Shout out to Barb at the hotel. We stay at the Thompson in Chicago. Shout out to the Thompson. They were great. She came to the show in San Francisco and then they drove up and they flew in and they went to the show in Milwaukee because we stayed in Chicago two nights. She came up to me and she's like, Heather, it's Barb. You know me. I DM'd you like two years ago about Jeff. And I was like, oh, I already know you, Barb. Yes, we like got into a conversation about it. She said, I told you years ago that for the longest time, I didn't think he was good enough and I didn't get him. And I thought that he might have been like a bad guy or something. She's like, and then I I listened to him on the podcast one day and I realized like he's just the best and you guys are jokesters and he's good and I'm so glad. And so she gave Jeff a big hug. She's like, Jeff, we are so team Jeff. We love you. And Jeff and I, I remembered the day that Barb had messaged me and I was like, Jeff, you're never gonna believe this. This woman is so upset. And when Barb originally messaged me, she was letting me know she said how wrong she had been. So it was a really tender moment. She wasn't yelling at me saying like, he's a nobody, get away. She said, I had been wrong about my judgments on him and he's such a great guy and I'm calling myself out. Absolutely not. And also, shout out to the best voicemail I've ever received, ever, period, when a gentleman called in and he goes, girl, I got to tell you, absolutely not. I I thought you were married to Josh Gad this whole time from Frozen. Best voicemail, literally to this day, hands down the funniest voicemail we've ever gotten. But Jeff, of course, eats up the attention, but he's also a great guy and he's so secretly funny. But the fact of the matter is that this young woman yells, I've never fanned out so hard over a nobody is exactly how I felt getting rejected from the burger place in Chicago. It's been a weekend of high highs, low lows. And I keep telling y'all, don't put people up on a pedestal. They get diarrhea just like you and me. But that is fucking funny. Also, side note to just the women of Chicago, when I originally had to reschedule the show, y'all would DM me and everybody's profile pictures, I click on you, you were all wearing fur coats. You were all had like a slice of deep dish in one hand, bottle of Chianti in the next. And they were the most threatening messages ever. Like I was rolling into Chicago, like a little nervous, a little intimidated by this mob wife mentality. Like I probably, when I we had to cancel because of COVID, you know, the global pandemic, when we had to cancel the first show to reschedule, I mean, this was a show three years in the making. I got DMs like, if you don't fucking come to Chicago, we're going to fucking murder you. If you don't bring that sweet ash and that titan up to Chicago, I'm going to kill you. These were DMs that I got from women. I was nervous. I did not know what to expect. So the fact that y'all showed me so much love, the fact that you showed me a nobody, my husband, a nobody, so much love means the absolute world to me. But yes, Jeff is uh, eats it up. And when we first went out on the road, we were doing our show in Baltimore and I could not start my meet and greet one day because Jeff was holding his own meet and greet by the bar. And I finally said, honey, I just worked for close to two hours and I got another, you know, 35 minutes on the meet and greet. Can you come backstage and quit taking photos of your penis with women so that I can then 
maybe kick my feet up and, and call it a night. And he's just, oh, yeah, sure. I'm doing my own meet and greet at the bar. I was like, get in the car. Shut the fuck up. Oh, God. And then, of course, Jeff, when we come backstage, he had like 16 pieces of Lou Malinati's deep dish. So I come back. I don't eat before the show. It's like, I'll have like a protein bar or a little something. I try and eat a really nice late lunch. Like that's my jam. Like a three o'clock lunch is the sweet spot. Because before the show, I mean, I'm very physical in my show. I can't be running around. You can't digest. It's not good. So when I come off stage, I'm starving and my adrenaline's coming down. I'm like, all right, now I'm ready to eat. I come back. I have one slice of the pizza freshen up, go out to the meet and greet, come back. All of it's gone. Jeff ate it all. And then he's sitting in a chair while I have like 10 people backstage and we're all having champagne. He's like, I don't feel good. I overdid it. It was too much. I should have stopped at five. (laughs) If more women would have stopped him for photos, it would have slowed him down from getting backstage to eating all of the pizza. And then we went out to a nightclub and I'm the one, even though I barely had dinner, I'm the one who's asleep in the booth while Jeff's taking tequila shots, taking photos with all the ladies. But y'all are good to him. And I'm really appreciative that you're good to him and sweet to him and sweet to my mom and my sister. And y'all are so kind and sweet to Ray and Chris and Tina and all the wonderful people in my life. I couldn't do it without them. But Jeff, at the end of the day, he's a wonderful man. But listen, you got to keep his ass humble too. You humble me, you got to humble him too. Very here for it. Nobody, no reservations. This shit is so funny to me. Let's get to the next voicemail. Hello, my name is Steph. I am in Chicago. I just saw you last night at the historic Chicago theater. You are phenomenal. You're beautiful and amazing. And it was a phenomenal show. Yes, me and my friend Julia are the ones that dropped off the Portillo's chocolate cake. I hope you ate it because it's phenomenal. And it was so hard to not eat it while we decorated it. But absolutely not to Karen's that were in the line for a drink. She did not have her ID. And she was yelling at this poor employee saying, I look over 21, what's the problem? So she asked her manager and then she like stormed off, found her later. Somehow she got a drink, but she had this crazy outfit on. Of course it was cheetah, um, animal print all over. But absolutely not to, like, being the girl that calls the manager and bring your ID. Who is she? Who are you? Anyways, absolutely yes to you. The show is phenomenal. I sat in the pit. You're gorgeous, amazing, beautiful. The whole Lady Gaga list goes on and on. Love and light. Love you. Love the pod. And congrats on the Historic Chicago Theater. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming to the show again. I, I just cannot thank you guys enough. Please understand, I am, I'm so unbelievably grateful. I'm so unbelievably grateful for all your support. This is great. See, this is a great example of how, what a nice person I am. Because when I got to this restaurant, I could have, you know, let me call the owner. And I didn't. I respectfully said, you know what? You're right. I must have messed up. I'm so sorry. There must have been a miscommunication. And I backed away. First of all, also, I will tell you this right fucking now. If you come to a show and you're rude to the staff, don't ever come to a show again. My fans, my audience, the people who come to the shows are a reflection of me. 
And I never want to not be able to go into a venue because literally people talk. This business is very small. If a bunch of cunts come to a show and they yell at the bar staff, they're going to say, hey, please never book her in this venue again. People in entertainment are very fickle. That's how it rolls, okay? And you never want to be that way. And also, there were enough women there. You're telling me this lady couldn't have turned around and said, hey, what's your name, Nicole? Nicole, here's a 20. Can you just give me two vodka crayons? You know what I mean? Let's think smarter, not harder. You don't bring the manager. There's 55,000 other people in line trying to grab a beverage. You got to be a good reflection. And if you don't think, y'all, there are so many voicemails, so many positive, funny, wonderful, ridiculous things. But if you don't think that if you act up and you're acting a fool, they're not going to call me and I'm not going to listen to these voicemails and be like, what was this woman saying? Rebecca Donahue or whatever. I'm making up a name. Yep. And she said, what's he in the bathroom? Banned. Oh, you bet your ass. I'm on it. Now I'll do a thorough investigation. I'll hear both sides of the story. I am, I would say, fair and balanced. And I am a very, um, not litigious, but I, I feel like when it comes to, you know, where I lay on the scale, I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt. My sister is a criminal defense attorney. You know what I mean? Innocent until proven guilty. But if 25 people call in and say, you were a cunt, Michelle, you were. Face the facts. Own up to it. And that's why I feel like maybe I should have, maybe I should have put my foot down a little bit more at the burger joint. Now as I'm, it's coming to me, now I'm having a new sense of empowerment and I'm like, I should have at least not cried as I walked out of the restaurant. You know what I mean? I should have at least said, hey, there's no need to be rude. I should have at least said that. Hey, there's no need. Also, if you see a sister who doesn't have her ID, buy her a beverage. Let's buy a bev. Let's help each other out. Also, there were these girls. Shout out to Annie in uh, Milwaukee. She said that they had bought the tickets. She and her like three best friends had bought the tickets back in 2019. Obviously, then the pandemic happened. We had to reschedule. And they had all three of them had had children in the meantime. And they were like, as soon as we were in the pandemic, we said, well, we got to get pregnant because we don't want to be pregnant at your show. Like it was a sisterhood of the traveling uterus. You know what I mean? They all cranked out these kids so that they wouldn't be pregnant at my show. And it chef's kiss. Shout out to the phenomenal female community that we built. And I'm here to tell you, you need neck cream. But on top of all of that, don't be a fucking bitch. You know what I mean? Don't ask for the manager. Don't ask for the manager. You know my theory. My theory of people who leave bad Yelp reviews at restaurants, it'll always start like this. It's always like, so really wanted to love Bubba Gum Shrimp Times Square, but um, we had a reservation at 745. We arrived at 829 and they said it would be a minute because they had already set our table, which was <laughs> annoying. Um, anyways, so we waited, we waited. Our biscuits were room temp. I wanted them piping hot. They were room temp. Da, 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 da. It'll go all the way down to the bottom and they'll just say, also, I have daddy issues. Like the root cause of any Yelp review is some sort of issue with a man. That's all it is. It's da-da-da-da, I hate my father. Da-da-da-da, my stepdad Randy's a dick. That's the root cause of any sort of I need to speak to the manager moment is some sort of female issue with authority. And I'm realizing that I got raked over the coals and I should have stood up for myself. So next time I would like to see the manager. And then when they're like, we are the manager and no one knows who the fuck you are and you're nobody. I will go, yes. And I will get in this Uber and I will go to the Ralph Lauren bar and I will have a shrimp cocktail, a chopped salad, a perfect fucking burger. And let me tell you about the little pigs in a blanket they had. You know, when you do a pigs in a blanket, sometimes it can be too much puff pastry. This was the thinnest, butteriest, flakiest, almost like a, it was like a condom wrapper. It was that thin. It was a 
thin and, and loose, but also just hugged this little wiener. I don't even know. It was like a, a condom for a small person. You know what I mean? It was just the perfect little micro dick hug, little kiss around a um, a wiener. That's the, I, I don't know how to describe it, except that was a perfect pig in a blanket. I've never had any pig in a blanket that good in my life. Oh, also get the mini lobster rolls. You tell me right now, you look me dead ass in my eyes. Is there anything better? Is there anything more delicious than a very hot, buttery brioche roll? I love lobster, but I don't even need the lobster in it. You could put cat litter in the middle. You know, you could put Sour Patch Kids. That buttery brioche, oof. That's, I could mukbang those all day. And if you don't know what mukbang is, it's when women go online and eat large amounts of food and really slurp it up for you, which is another thing I think I'd be great at. And being in Wisconsin, that was my first time to Wisconsin, going to Milwaukee, a lot of cheese heads. These girls came and they had these giant cheese heads that said like, absolutely not on the back. And I got a great photo of them. And I just want you to say, when you come up, when you show up to the shows in costume, you got your flair on, you're doing the most when the guys come out in animal print or sequins. I fucking love it. And it's just the greatest thing ever. Let's get one last voicemail and then we'll get out of here. Hey, Heather, it's Kendall from North Carolina. Um, I have an absolutely not for you. I just got back from my bachelorette party in Scottsdale, which was absolutely amazing. Love Arizona. Um, but anyways, on our last night out on Saturday, we ran into another um, bachelor party. And so, you know, being a bachelorette party, we were hanging out with them and dancing literally couldn't hear anything they were saying. The music was so loud. But then we see the groom and this, no offense to him, but this literally like five foot three man who was supposedly the groom has hickeys all over his neck. And we're like, are those hickeys from your fiance? Like he kind of like laughs, doesn't really say anything. So absolutely not to fuck boy grooms who get hickeys from probably other women on their bachelor parties. Um, love and light. Love you so much. Saw you in Durham this year and you were amazing. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye. Hey, thank you for that constant reminder that men are pigs and will probably cheat on you. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I've never understood the idea that your your bachelorette or your bachelor party is a, it is an opportunity to go fuck someone else. You're already locked and loaded. By the time you usually do the bachelor party or the bachelorette party, you've already signed the marriage certificate or you at least have to file for it. And I think you have like 100 days until it's invalid, then it has to be signed. I don't know why you do that. Absolutely not to thinking that going on a bachelor party. Guys, also, these are so fucking archaic. I will say, though, I did have a moment the other day. I became VV jealous. I have not had a weekend off. I work every weekend, but I was VV jealous. A lot of these bitches going on their bachelorettes. And I have repeatedly, constantly told my friends, there is simply just not enough time. There's not enough time to have a bachelorette. I am finishing the tour and then I have a one week and I think I have to come to LA for work and then I go to my wedding. So we haven't even had time to do a bachelorette weekend. I'm also asking people to go all the way to Italy, which is a, a big, you know, expense. And I'm really raking them over the coals with that. So I, I didn't ask for that, but I did have like a very, I had a, just a slight like 30 minute jealousy moment watching everyone go on their fucking bachelorettes the other weekend in like Aruba and back in the Terry and Kinkos, which is my favorite place on the planet. I thought I'd love to have this moment. I want all of my girlfriends on the back of a speedboat. I just want them to tell me, you look so thin. You've lost so much weight for the wedding. 
where are you? I can't even see you. Where's your, where did you go? Heather, hello, where is she? Where is she? Oh my God, you disappeared. Stop, you're so thin. And, but I'm not, you know what I mean? But they just say that. And then I'm like, girl, stop. Give me another rum runner. You're, you're crazy. Kelly, I can't believe you even came on this bachelorette. Nobody even fucking likes you. <laughs> we thought you were dead for like a while. <laughs> oh, it was just prison. Cool, 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 cool. I am a little jealous of those bachelorette moments. But this whole idea where you're going out and you're getting neck to neck with a woman in a nightclub in Miami, you know, guys or gals, ladies, if you're going and getting dicked down on your bachelorette, that's cheating. You know, if you're making out with a, a sensible, rich Cuban man in South Beach at 5 a.m., that's cheating. You know, if you're, for some reason, you end up, your best man in your wedding's gay and y'all end up fucking, doesn't matter. That's still technically stepping outside of the relationship. I don't care how long you've known Rodney. I don't care if he is your bestie, you know, and he's only been to dudes in the last five years. If you have sex with him at a party on your bachelorette and you're wearing a veil, that's illegal to your marriage, it is. And I'm calling the judge and I'm letting him know, just tear up that license because it's not valid. You know what's nice? The whole point of going on a bachelorette, it's not because it's like, this is the last dick. It's the last dick you're ever going to get. Like, I'm already really technically married, so there are moments where I'm like, oh, God, all right, this is it. You know what I mean? But in a positive way, Jeff's got a great dick. He dicks me down good, raw. We love it. I wouldn't have married him if it wasn't. But, you know, this whole idea that it's like, you got you to gotta get dicked down somewhere else. You've already been in the relationship. What are you talking about? I love these girls who are calling out these guys on their bachelor parties on TikTok. Um, there was this little TikTok thread that was going around and these girls are like, hey, just want to give a heads up to whoever is dating this guy. Uh, his name was Eric. He was in the pool at Wet Republic while Steve Aoki was just slanging bangers. He made out with six girls. He made out with six girls and um, just want to let you know, heads up. Talk about girls having each other's backs. But listen, there can be slutty women too. If you have a friend named Tamara and she's down in Aruba and she sucks three dicks on her bachelorette, guess what? She's still a bad person too. So it's not just on the dudes. Ladies, don't be getting hickeys. Don't be sleeping with random dudes on your bachelorette. You know, and that's probably one of the reasons why I'm actually not having a bachelorette because the temptation for other people to not try and sleep with me is just so hard. It's so hard. You guys... <laughs> Literally, my bachelorette would be me propped up like Bernie from Weekend at Bernie's on the back of the Black Mamba, which is my favorite boat in the Turks and Caicos. And it would be me on seven Zantac and being like, I can't have any more rum. I can't. I'm over my Weight Watchers points. Like it would be the lamest fucking bachelorette party. I still want to have one. Unfortunately, there is no time, but maybe I'll just do it after the wedding. Maybe that's when I'll take my top off on a jet ski in Fort Lauderdale. You know, I think that's the vibe. Maybe we go to Myrtle Beach and just fucking get just sick with it. You know what I mean? Just sick. We all come back, not even with STDs. We come back with like athlete's foot. You know what I mean? That's it. That's the vibe. If I end up with athlete's foot after my bachelorette that's after my wedding, you'll know it was fucking Gucci. That's what's up. What's up, bro? All right. In the meantime, between time, as always, you guys can call into the hotline 800-213-7503. Thank you guys again for coming out to the shows. Thank you for not being cunts. Remember, you're nobody. You're not somebody. You're nobody. And um, at the end of the day, I think if we all remind ourselves that, it'll help our self-confidence and will also help us just remember, stay in your lane, bitch, because no one cares 
who you are or what you do. Love you, mean it. I'll see you on the next episode of the Absolutely Not Podcast. Arrivederci. Ciao, Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate us, and leave a review. And as always, follow me on Instagram at Heather K. McMahon. See you guys soon.